We lost everything, everything uh, except uh, my family. At that point, I had to you know, look around, really take a measure of myself. Everything you thought you had is gone. All the decisions you thought were right were not. Now you have to not only find a way to survive, but you have to find a way to reestablish yourself as the leader of your family. We all want to make a change, none of us really know how. Anybody who, who tries at some point is going to get beaten down in some fashion. So you need to be ready for that. The battle starts at home with you as a man and your family, your wife, your children. You've got to start your entire metamorphosis back into being the man that you were meant to be at home. Your wife, your girlfriend, society, whoever it is, they may tell you, hey, I want you to share your feelings. They want to hear what's wrong with you until they do. Nobody wants to hear that. Your wife does not want to see you weak, period. When there's a problem, she wants to look at me and have me go, I'll take care of it. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to Sober Man Podcast, where we aim to make men masculine again. I'm your man, Nikki Baloo. And we've got a great guest lined up for you today, Rory Paquette of the Power Man Podcast. Welcome, Rory. Thank you, Nikki. I appreciate it. Great to be here. Good to have you here, my friend. So, brother, we're living in a time where men, manhood, masculinity are not what they once were in the eyes of the public. <laughs> and we need good men to uplift men. There's a lot of men that are feeling beat up by this world, that are feeling like nobody cares, nobody believes. And I care and I believe, and I know you care and you believe. And I'm here today because I want to have a conversation with you, a conversation that seeks to uplift our fellow man, to bring that man who's down in the dirt up to his knees and then up on his feet and then moving forward with power and alacrity to live life as the best version of himself, for himself, for his family, for his community, for the world, for God. So Rory, tell me. Tell me your backstory. How'd you get to start doing the work of men? It's, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think uh, my backstory is a lot like a, a lot of other guys. We, um, you know, we all have adversity in our lives and we all have things that sort of hit us and um, test us. We all have a crucible that we have to go through at some point. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, mine was, um, mine was uh, about 15 years ago. And, um, you know, I, I came from very little. I uh, raised myself up with nothing, uh, no dad in the picture. Um, managed to build myself up and uh, have a, a big, thriving real estate business. Uh, you know, the family was doing well, the whole bit. Uh, 2008 hit, and I decided uh, with my wife that we were going to go ahead and uh, put everything we had into trying to save the business. And, um, you know, that story is uh, pretty well documented, I think, what happened back then with uh, the real estate crisis, you know. So um, we lost everything, everything uh, except uh, my family. And uh, at that point, I had to, you know, look around and uh, really take a measure of myself and say, hey, you know, 
everything you thought you had's gone. Um, all the decisions you thought were right were not. And now you have to not only find a way to survive and to make sure that your family survives, but you have to find a way to reestablish yourself as the leader of your family. You have to find a way to uh, reestablish your trust that your family has in you and, um, and find a way to lead them. You know, my, my wife and my boys and, uh, and I did it, you know, I did it with no help. Uh, I did it with, uh, no handouts from anybody. I did it just by putting my head down and working as hard as I possibly could. And, um, you know, I've told that story and I've told it in depth to a lot of different guys. Um, I realized somewhere along the way, uh, probably right before COVID, I think is, is when it started to pick up a little steam. And then during COVID, of course, you know, there were a lot of men that I knew that were really, really, really down. Um, the more I told the story, the more I noticed that the guys were kind of, you know, stepping up a little bit and going, man, if this guy could do this, if this guy could literally go give blood for money to put food on his table that night, then you know what? My job's not that bad. My life is not that bad. Maybe I need to look at things a little differently. And the more that I put information and content out there, um, the more feedback I got from men. And it was a lot of husbands. It was a lot of fathers who were looking at their kids going, how am I ever going to set an example? How am I going to you know, lead my family when it seems like the whole world stacked up against me? And that's kind of where I, I broke into the niche. And that's where, uh, that's where my, my following came from. And it's where I've been able to have the greatest impact. Rory, the theme of what you're saying is a man as a leader. Absolutely. And I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to entitle our episode, how to be a man as a leader. That's going to be the name of the episode. Cause I like it. I like, I it love a lot. it. I love it. And so your story's powerful. What's happening in our world right now is there seems to be a concerted effort by the forces of darkness and evil to knock men down to their knees. They're saying things that are all about knocking men down. Ever since the 60s, the forces of godless communism and straight up evil have sought to knock men down. This whole women's movement, while it had some noble impulses behind it, okay, really was about taking men, strong men out of the picture over a period of generations. Because if you if you knock the, the men down, the military age men down, it's easy for you to control a society. That's what it's all about. And 100%. Yeah. When a man is thinking there's something wrong with him, that he's bad, he's, he's, he's a chauvinist, that was what they used to say back then, uh, he's uh, a sexist, like, I, I, what is that crap? I bought <laughs> into that for years because it's not true. Men were the providers and protectors of society and women were the glue that kept the society together. Men knew their role, women knew their role, and it worked well. And then the evil yeah. ones came to the table and they started to try and, and basically knock down the edifice of our society, of our free society. The greatest nation in the history of the world is the United States of America. 
It's a nation conceived in liberty, forged in fire. And it's a nation that's been a beacon of hope to the world, to all mankind. And these folks attacked men because they aimed to knock the United States down. They aimed to destroy the family as a structure. It was started by knocking men down and it was pretending to elevate women, but now they're allowing some men to come back and pretend they're women and they're going into all the safe spaces women have ever had. And yeah. they're trying to make women believe that up is down and down is up. And we all know that's a lie. So Rory, tell us more. How does a man be a leader today? How does a man lead in a situation today where all the forces of darkness are arrayed against him and trying to destroy him and all that he stands for and believes in? You know, I love that. I love that question. I love the fact that when you were talking about the problem, um, the overall problem that you went back as far as you did, because there are people out there right now who think this all just started a year ago. No. You know, there are people who think that this is brand new, you know, and, um, Nikki, you could not be more right. The, the issue with, uh, you know, beating men down, making us doubt ourselves, um, trying to get us to be more sensitive, um, you know, more caring, so to speak, uh, is, has really always just been a way to make us weak, yeah. you know? Um, you know, in terms of how to lead <laughs> and how we get back to it, there's a, there's a couple of points that I'd love to make if, if Please. you'll allow me. The, the like first, <laughs> thanks. The, um, the first is that all of us who feel this way, we look at you know the news, we look at uh, the media, we look at things that are happening in our world, we look around our, our town, our state, we all want to make a change. None of us really know how. Um, some of us, you know, try. Uh, anybody who, who tries at some point is going to get beaten down in some fashion. Um, so you need to be ready for that. But the battle starts at home. The battle is, is not necessarily, you know, having to go run for office or having to go volunteer to be part of a board, although those are great things. The battle starts at home with you as a man and your family, your wife, your children. That's where you have to start your change. You've got to start your entire metamorphosis back into being the man that you were meant to be at home. Because it doesn't matter what you do when you put on your suit and tie and you walk, you know, your boots and your hard hat and you walk out of the house. If you're not taking care of your business at home, and the reason it's so important is because no one else is. You are the only one that's going to lead and take care of your family. And that's where it's got to start. You know, the second point that I, I, I want to make, in, um, and I, I talk about this a lot on my own podcast, the... Uh, <laughs> One of the core tenets of the power man is never let them see you weak. Um, I get a lot of flack for that because people take it the wrong way. The fact of the matter is, is, you know, your wife, your girlfriend, society, whoever it is, they may tell you, hey, I want you to share your feelings. I want, I want to be a partner with you. I want to know. I want to know what's going on. You know, if there's an issue, you got to tell me. I'm certainly not telling you to, or any other man to keep his wife or his, uh, you know, his girlfriend, his family in the dark. But by the same token, they want to hear what's wrong with you. They want to hear about how you're ready to, you know, just throw it all in. They want to hear about how you're totally overwhelmed and you don't know how you're going to take another step without either bursting into tears or blowing your head off until they do. Nobody wants to hear that. Your wife does not want to see you weak. No. Period. 
no matter what she may say at the cocktail party, no matter what might be running around on social media, and no matter what the media is telling you. My wife does not want to see me sitting there in a puddle. When there's a problem, she wants to look at me and have me go, I'll take care of it. That's it. That's it. I'm going to lead this. I'm going to take care of it. And yeah, I'm going to keep her in the in the loop. You know, I'm not going to let her get thrown out of the house without letting her know that <laughs> that's happening, you know, but there are an awful lot of things that a man has to take on. There's an awful lot of pain that he's got to shoulder. There's a lot of stuff that, that we have to handle in the dark on our own. And somehow we have to have the strength, the fortitude, and the belief to do that. And that all starts with the desire to lead at home. It all comes back to it. That's why I say never, ever, ever let them see you weak. Doesn't serve anyone, including you and your family. I really like that. I'm writing this down. This is good. Thanks. I did a program with a man named Justin Sterling, the Sterling Men's Weekend. Are you familiar with the Sterling Men's Weekend? Absolutely. Have you ever done it? Whoops. Sorry, I lost you for a second. No, I have not. Uh, and I, I'm familiar with it in that I've heard uh, I've heard of it. I've heard it's especially the name Sterling. the late 70s. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend it. There's one coming up, an old man, Justin Sterling. He's getting on in years. I don't know how many more he's going to do. This may be his last one. And it's um, it's uh, it's taught in Oakland, California. I think it's October 13th through 15th or 14th through 16th, something like that. So I highly recommend you look into it. Sterling-institute.com. And if you'd like to do it, I'd be honored to be your sponsor. I don't get a toaster or anything for it, but it's just a phenomenal program. One of the things Justin teaches and talks about is the concept of a mask, a battle mask. You go into battle as a, as a man and you have metaphorically for thousands of years and you got to wear a battle mask. Otherwise, you're going to get hurt. And in your battle mask, you need a good battle mask. You, you put yourself out there vulnerable to the world. You're going to get cut up and sliced up and diced up. What the hell is that crap? man's got to have yep. his mask a man without a mask is a is a dangerous man dangerous to himself dangerous to the people that love him and that he loves you need a mask to go out there and fight your battles man's got to stand up and fight brother fight 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 some more fight for his family fight for his beliefs fight for his country fight for his community and I got to tell you something, Rory, man, I love what I'm hearing from you. What you do on your podcast, more men need this. Man, I want 100,000 men to listen to your podcast, a million men to listen to your podcast, because they all need the message, bro. Say more about this leadership and not letting yourself show weakness. Say more. Give us more. I'm loving this. More, more, more. Thank you for that, Nikki. It means a lot coming from you. I really appreciate that a lot. The, um, you know, I, there, there's three tenets that I kind of try to keep my, my mind wrapped around when I'm doing anything with Power Man. Um, you know, the idea that as men, we're all born with a certain power that's inside of us that we have to tap into uh, is sort of the core of all of it. And I do believe that every man has the capacity to lead. I believe that every man has the capacity to step up and do what's necessary. I don't think that it's been nurtured um, correctly. I don't think it's been pulled out of them and trained properly. Um, and so it's up to every man based on how he was raised and uh, you know the, the influences and the difficulties in his own life to find that. 
But, you know, the three basic tenets are, <clears throat> you know, like I said, the first is never let them see you weak. Um, never. The second is a man's job. His job, his sole responsibility is to lead, lead himself, lead his family, lead his marriage, because again, no one else is going to do it. And committees don't work when it comes to this sort of thing. You can't go in and, and have a vote. Mm -hmm. Someone has to step up and say, this is how it's going to be. These are the rules. This is what we're going to do. And this is where we're going. And the final thing, and I get a lot of flack for this one too, but, um, I would never, never advocate for men not taking care of themselves, but I have a, a mantra that I use all the time. And that is the people who depend on you have to be more important to you than you are to you. Mm. I say that all the time. I live by that. And the people who come back at that are some of the uh, the nouveau, you know, psychology folks who, you know, uh, men have to take care of themselves. They have to, you know, nourish themselves. You have to put on, if the plane's going down, you have to put on your mask first before everybody else, you know, so you can help everybody else. I get all that. But what I've seen way too much of is men going, well, I need me time. And that simply is an excuse to not be taking care of your business. You know, and that's it. I mean, if you want to go play softball once a week with the guys, great. Do that. Have your me time. Take care of yourself. Nourish your soul. That's beautiful. But if you're doing that and you haven't taken care of your business and your kid's homework isn't done and, you know, you're missing your kid's ball game and you're not making sure that your wife has, you know, the things that she needs and she's got the support she's got to have. If you're not taking care of your business at home and you're taking care of you, you're missing a step. There's a lot of truth in that. I agree. Um, so, uh, I'm not with my boy's mom and they both are in sports. One plays hockey, the other plays soccer. And between the two of us, we do a fair amount of driving. And there was a night a week where I told, I tell my older boy, I said, look, you're going to have to get a ride with one of the other kids' dads. I just can't take you. Like, I, I got to do some things this night. It's not going to work. And he's like, okay, he doesn't like it, but he does it. Right? He's 17 years old. Now, if he was six years old, now nah, that wouldn't be happening, right? But if he was six, <laughs> he wouldn't be going to sports six nights a week either. You know what I mean? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. And, and again, this isn't like a judgmental thing. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody has situations, you know, like you, where, you know, you're, you're not, uh, you're not together. You know, you're not working as a unit. You know what I mean? Um, I love as a unit. That's, that's the interesting thing, but uh, we're not married. We get along. We, we work. She takes the kids. We talk about the boys all the time. It's, uh, it's not an issue, but obviously it'd be different if we lived in the same house. It'd be better. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. But they're your priority, right? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. That's what I mean. You know, when I, when I opened the, the show, I, was, I said, you know, my dad really wasn't around much. Um, you know, and, and one of the reasons he wasn't around much is because my father was one of those typical guys who um, – well, had so much pain from being average and not being great that he decided to bury that pain in alcohol. And he chose to bury his own pain over taking care of his kids. And that's kind of where a lot of this comes from. You know, and I, I have a lot of conversations with people about alcoholism and, you know, that, and I'm sensitive to, you know, people have issues, they got to get over them, you know, but I was raised by one. 
And then my mother went and remarried and found another one, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and, uh, when, when you've been put in a hospital by two different grown men as a young child, you know, you start to learn some things. Um, and when you have to fight back against that, you know, to save your little brother from getting beaten up, you learn some things. And one of the things that I learned is that no matter how much pain you're in, you always have a choice. And when you pick up that glass or that bottle to numb that pain, knowing that it's going to cause pain to somebody else, you're literally choosing yourself over the person who's depending on you. And that's the thing that I just can't get past. And that's where that entire thing comes from. The people who depend on you, and I mean that in the people that you bring into this world, Nikki, Mm -hmm. you know, you brought them into the world, they depend on you. You owe them something back. Doesn't matter how much pain I'm in on a regular basis, man. I'm never, ever going to choose numbing out my pain over taking care of my kids. It's just never going to happen. And I think more men need to start to embrace that. I think men are so busy pursuing pleasure and pursuing some you know, way to attain peace and get a break from the chaos that they just take whatever opportunity they can to numb out, man. And uh, they don't think about how that impacts their kids. I think we have a responsibility greater than that. Well, you know, I call these me first activities. Me first activities that are all about what you're getting out of it. Mm-hmm. And there's folks who are me first people. And it's not just with their kids, it's with everybody. Some of these folks even use their kids as an excuse for being a me first person with other people. It, it, is what it is. I, I like that though. I mean, that, that, that's saying almost the same thing that I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. You know, Rory. There's a bunch of folks who are leaders of men, and there's they have a lot of followers. They, they've got marketing abilities on social media. Folks like Andrew Tate and Rolo Tomasi and the Fresh and Fit crew in Miami. And they're a bunch of dumbasses who don't know what they're doing, or, or in some cases are being <laughs> malicious. Like, they're telling men, hey, man, you know, go out there and, you, you know, Make six figures a year, get a six pack and have six inches to pleasure the ladies with. You know? <laughs> like, and problem is most of these folks are young and dumb. They're in their thirties and they actually think they got something valuable to share with younger men. And listen, no, you don't. You need some gray haired folks like me and Rory, folks in their fifties <laughs> and sixties to teach you something. You dumb 35 year old, yo, you made a bit of money and you think that makes you smart. You know, shit. You don't know shit. You don't know jack shit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You little punk. That's all I got to say. And look, young men, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25-year-olds, they need to follow what we say. Not because we're super great or anything, but because we've actually had some life experience and we can tell you how to avoid some of the dumb shit we did. Or, hey, go follow Andrew Tate, you know, and go to jail like he did. Just say, oh, I couldn't yeah, agree with you more. Yeah. Guy, but hey, I'm going to make money by getting women to get naked and do sex on, on, on video. Yeah, that's me. That's how I made my millions. Woohoo! God, he's a fucking crazy idiot. <laughs> and he's got one heck of a following. Yeah, I, I hear you. I really do. But you know what? Here's the deal. 
I don't give a shit. His following don't impress me. I see the numbers and listen, if someone's got a following, I I I look at it and I go, okay, you're a good marketer. So you got you got my respect for your ability to market. But is that impressive? Does that make you some sort of a cool or man to, to listen to? Hell no. Right. Hell no. These are dumbasses. These are dumbasses. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. And I, here's one thing I'm going to tell men. Stop being impressed with how much money a man makes and how big a following he has on social media. Don't give a shit about that. Those are making money as a talent and getting a big following on social media is part luck and part marketing and so a skill. That's well, it. a lot of that can be bought too. People don't really understand that either. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of marketing places out there for 19 bucks a week. They'll add, you know, 20 followers to you that, you know, aren't really followers just to make you look good. You know, <laughs> so it's, uh, I'm with you hundred percent. You know, that's, that's one of the reasons why I, I started doing what I was doing was because, you know, I've actually lived this stuff. You know, I've made these mistakes. I've, you know, built myself up from nothing and crashed. You know, if I was just some big success story who never had any adversity, I don't think too many guys would want to hear what I had to say. But, you know, I, I made huge mistakes when I was younger. I, I made a mistake in what I prioritized and, you know, what I went after. And, um, you know, when you look back on that and you go, wow, you know what I really needed to do was this. And you can tell other men that, then they can go, wow, you know what, maybe I should think twice about what I'm dealing with. Because this guy just made the same mistake I'm thinking about making. There's a lot to be said for talking about your battle scars. But like you're saying, you have to have the battle scars first before you can talk about them. Brother, you said it. <laughs> you said it. And look, I love everybody. I love, you, you know, even Andrew Tate and Rolo and those guys. I love them. I love that they're trying to do something. But I just want to sit them down and say, you really need to shut up. Just <laughs> close your mouth. And actually start valuing something other than how much money you make, how big your biceps are, and start understanding that to really be a man of value in the world, your first focus cannot be on you. I mean, you said it really well. The people who depend on you have to be more important to you than you are to you. But yeah, I, I will say another thing. Being a good human, being a giver, and I don't mean giving your stuff away or money. I'm talking about being a giver, like having a heart, a godly heart, a Christian heart. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That is far more important to your growth as a man than what these dudes have to say. Now, I believe in health and fitness. I used to be a top fitness coach. I stopped doing that. I got into the world of business coaching and advising. I put on 50 pounds in a 12-year period. This year, I hired a guy. I lost the weight. So, look, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm down to 170 now, man, from 227. So, Congratulations. That's great. Yeah. It, it, thank you. I appreciate that. But that doesn't make me anybody special. It just makes me a guy who learned how to lose some weight. You know what I mean? It, that's all it does. I'm, I'm happy for me. I feel good in my clothes. <laughs> I look at myself in the mirror a few times a day and I go, damn, you look good. But it doesn't make me anybody special. It doesn't solve any of your problems that I did that. You might think, hey, man, that's cool. 
that he did that. You might it might inspire you to do something, but that's that is the extent of its value. And let's say I made a hundred million dollars. You might go good for you, but why else is that relevant to the world? Because it isn't. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It'd be a lot more relevant that I took a time to have a conversation with a man like you and give of myself to you to make your life better and easier, to ease your burden, either one-on-one here or, you know, us to the people that listen to the podcast, one to many. Those are the things that matter. My opinion. Couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> Could not agree with you more. Very well said. Very well tell said. You know, the power of man, um, the podcast, the mission. Tell, tell us about it. Um, you know, I, I started the the podcast itself um, about two and a half years ago. It uh, it really was just uh, it was it was me and a microphone and just talking about things I believed in to start with. Yeah. And um, you know, it, it it kicked off and uh, you know lifted off pretty well. A lot of the folks that I knew listened to it, and you know, I'd see guys in the gas station going, "Man, heard your podcast! Whoa, that was pretty good." You know. <clears throat> so I got some some good encouragement that way, and then um, you know we had some good organic growth. Uh, which is good, but the the message um, has been transmitting pretty well. You know, we've been downloaded in you know over thirty countries, so I'm happy about that. Um, we've completed 120 episodes. Um, I, uh, I I have a, a private group, you know, like uh, a lot of a lot of other guys do, and and I made sure that the guys that that follow uh, the podcast and the group they knew I was taking a little time off just to kind of sharpen the saw and you know uh, refocus you know, work on some family stuff. And so I'm getting ready to kind of come back, which is good. Um, you know, and, and when I say time off, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> it's not like it's been months or anything. Um, it feels really good to get back behind the mic, to be honest with you and start talking. So I appreciate you having me on the show, but it's, uh, it's grown, uh, it's doing, it's doing well. I'm happy, you know, with where it is. Uh, but the idea to the podcast has never been, I want to have hundred million followers and I want to, you know, make $10 million and everything else. The idea of the podcast is that if my story and if the things that I have come to believe over 53 years on this planet, if they can help one guy, just one, be a better man, a better husband, a better father tomorrow than he is today, then I've done more than probably 99% of the other guys in the world by helping that one guy. Because nobody helps anybody anymore. The guys like you, okay, uh, you know, the guys like, I like to thank me, the guys who are in our space, um, we go out of our way to make sure that we're doing everything we can to help as many men as possible. And that's where I think a lot of us get, we, we get our, uh, our value in our podcast and our projects from that, you know, doesn't matter if I have a hundred followers or a hundred million, you know, if I help one guy that is better tomorrow than he is today and his family's better off Then my time in this earth was useful and I accomplished something with it. Yeah. That's a perfect note on which to wrap this up today. And Rory Paquette, I'm going to be coming on your show and you and I are going to have a, a discussion about how, how I can be of some service to you and how we can be of some service to men going out there but god bless you brother you're uh, you're a good man what you're doing is great got thank you things to thank say that are appreciate it and looking forward to having you on so thank you very much yeah, absolutely keep on keeping on baloo 
out. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.